everyone. Welcome to our podcast. I'm Daphne. And I'm Gina. And this is This Week in Skating. We scour the internet so you don't have to in order to focus on the confirmed news and updates. This episode, we're bringing you the news and updates through January 16th. We're recording a day late because we had a busy week of skating, Daphne. We really did. But we gave you a special episode yesterday as we sat down and had a chat with Karen Chen. It was great to hear what she's been up to as she's focusing on college, but she's still dabbling in the skating world as well. So it was great to catch up with her and hear that she's going to be at Nationals as a spectator, supporting her brother Jeffrey, and also helping with the U.S. High Performance Development Camp. Yeah, I think we're going to see a couple skaters in San Jose um, that were just competing last year. This time they're going to be in the spectator role. So yeah, it'll be fun. It was nice to catch up with Karen. Um, I don't know about you, Daphne, but I was watching, trying to watch two events this weekend at the same time. It was a hard. Yes. Um, I had one on one TV and one on my laptop. And so it was hard to keep track of what was going on. But we will recap it for you now here soon. Yes, we will. So the only other item of note is a confirmed bit of news about next year's Rhythm Dance. Next year's Rhythm Dance is going to be an 80s theme and utilizing Midnight Blues and Silver Samba. It doesn't sound like they're going to return to having the pattern in it, Hmm. but more information is forthcoming. Okay. This is interesting. It is, Um, right? I'm not sure how I feel, as you would think that given the 80s is, I mean, it's time that I was grew up in, you'd think that I'd be super excited, but I'm kind of like, I don't know. Yeah, when we were hearing this 80s thing, the first thing that came to my mind was, I do like to listen to the 80s music as I was born in the 80s, you know. I grew up hearing that music, but part of me was thinking of what people would choose to skate to and the costumes. I don't know. I was thinking like all of, you know, the way everybody dressed in the 80s with like the neon. I'm thinking like, are we going to see those sorts of costumes? I don't know. That's where my mind automatically (laughs) went. It took me to leggings, bright colored clothes. Leg warmers. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> um, yeah, it honestly took me back to uh, Gabriella Papadakis and Guillaume Cicerone's yes! fame yeah. rhythm dance. Because that is, I mean, that was so 80s. Like the way that the costuming, it was so typical of the 80s dance movement. So... Yeah, I'm not sure. Not sure how I feel yet. I want to know what fans think of this. So, hey, fans, we'll tell you how to get a hold of us in the end of the show, but I want to hear what you think of this 80s rhythm dance for next season. Yeah. So let's move on to talking about the events that took place this week. Um, Daphne, Canadians? Yes. 
Canadians and U.S. nationals have overlapped at times. Uh, this year, of course, U.S. championships is going to overlap with Europeans. They'll take place the same week. It was great to be able to focus on Canadian nationals, although we did have the Winter Universiad going on at the same time. So it made things a little bit busy. I really enjoyed Canadians. Again, we're at the start of a new quad. This is the first nationals in that new quad. We're getting to see some, you know, bright stars of the future, especially in the ladies event. But before we start in on that, I just want to say um, Skate Canada provided free worldwide live streaming. There are event replay videos. Uh, Ted Barton hosted with Kevin Reynolds for the men's event. Caitlin Osman for the women. Caitlin Weaver for Ice Dance. And uh, Nam Nguyen, of course, commentated on the gala. Yeah, I enjoyed that it was, we were able to watch it here in the U.S. with no issues. Um, and now you can go back um, and rewatch some of that, if in case you missed it. I know I want to go back and rewatch some of the events that I didn't get to see. Um, but yeah, uh, Daphne, we'll start here with the women. I had virtual media access. Um, Skate Canada still offers that for media who are not able to be in attendance, which is great. But I didn't take advantage of it for the whole weekend. It was just trying to watch both the Winter University games and Canadians. It's just too much, too much multitasking. But I did for the women. So you're going to hear some of my conversations here with um, the women. But starting off, Madeline Skeezis won her second Canadian title. Um, she actually finished second in the free skate. Talking with Maddie, she said it had been a big fight for her all week. Um, earlier in the week, she could barely get her foot into her skate, which was interesting. I didn't did not know that. She said her ankle had swelled up at the beginning of the week, and so she just had to push through it. When I asked her what's it like being a two-time Canadian champion, she says it's a little crazy um, that she is the Canadian champion. If you were to ask her as a young child if she would be a two-time Canadian champion, she said you would. she wouldn't believe it. Um, so she was very excited about that and felt like it was very surreal. She will compete at the world championships. She is the only one for the women. And she will also go to four continents in Colorado Springs. Now, in the women's free skate, I think the performance for me was Kaya Ryder. Uh, she delivered her best free skate, winning the free skate, and she moved up from sixth place to claim the silver medal in her first Canadian since 2020. And this is her um, senior nationals debut. Uh, when she competed at Canadians in 2020, she was a junior. Um, she is fun to talk to, let me tell you. She was extremely excited about her free skate in the virtual mix zone when I was talking to her. And that was before she even knew she was going to medal. She just was so excited of how well she did. And she is going to get to go to the World Junior Championships, which, interesting note, the World Junior Championships are in Calgary, and that is where Kaya is from. So how cool is that? She gets to go to Junior Worlds so in her awesome. hometown. <laughs> Very cool. 
Amazing. But she wasn't the only one having a no, great she week. she wasn't the only one. Fiona Bombardier, who was in third after the show program, retained the third spot to win the bronze medal. She struggled with her double axles in the free skate, and that was one thing she mentioned in the mix zone. Um, Fiona is the daughter of Jose Schwinnard. So, um, you know, I'm very impressed with her. It's unfortunate she cannot go to four continents because she did not have a senior international this season. So she doesn't have the minimum tech scores. Um, so I hope Skate Canada will, you know, next season get her out there so that she can have the opportunities to compete because she's really impressive to watch. There's still the opportunity for Canada to send yes, her yep. out in the spring, maybe to her first yep. senior international. Um, unless they're looking at keeping her junior for another season. Yeah. Not sure. That's yeah. up to Skate Canada and yep. to Fiona we'll have to wait herself. and see. Um, finishing in fourth was Sarah Maud Dupuis. She will compete at Four Continents with Madeline Skeezus and Justine Millette, who finished in sixth. Leah Pereira, who was second after the short program, dropped to fifth overall. And we're going to talk about Leah a little bit later in the pairs discipline. Yeah, she had a busy week. She did. So moving on to the men's event, of course, everyone was watching Keegan Messing as this is his final Canadian National Championships. Now, Daphne, I know we're still going to see him for a few more competitions, but I felt like this was the end and I was already crying. And so I need to remind myself we still get to see Keegan at like three more competitions. Yeah. Watching his short program, you couldn't help but tear up a little bit because you know that this is like his farewell tour. And this was an opportunity for him to give fans in Canada mm -hmm. a final opportunity to see him on uh, competitive ice. Mm -hmm. um, I'm sure he'll probably still be touring, but as far as competing, he has said this is it. Mm -hmm. So... Yeah, I, I think his short program, it wasn't perfect. He did have a few little rough landings. At least that's what it looked like to me. But he did persevere through and won the event by 20 points. Uh, this was Keegan's second Canadian title, and we did not get a birth announcement <laughs> in the Kiss and Cry. Nope. <laughs> Keegan, of course, has been named to the Four Continents and Worlds teams. But he's back in Alaska, awaiting um, the birth of his second child. And we're, you know, we're waiting to uh, hear about the new arrival. Yes. So Conrad Orzel won his first senior medal. He won the silver. He finished fourth in the free skate. He will compete at Four Continents along with Keegan Messing. Difficult short programs seem to be an issue mm -hmm. for a couple of competitors that we're not used to seeing so low after the short program results. Wesley Chu, Steven Gogolev, Roman Sadovsky all had yeah, not their best short no, programs. No, Yeah, it was hard to watch that last group of men um, in the short program. Cause it was, you know, one after another just had these difficult skates and it was like, ah, oh. and you had, but you then had some of these other skaters kind of step up and, you know, found themselves in places <laughs> that I don't think they thought they'd be in after the short program. So it was, yeah, it was a difficult short yeah. for some of the men competing. 
So Wesley actually moved up to third place with a third place free skate. He was in 11th after the short program. This is his second consecutive bronze medal, and he will next compete at the World Junior Championships. Uh, Steven Gogolev, he was in 17th place after the short program. He actually won the men's free skate, moved up 13 places to finish just off the podium in fourth place. He has been named to the Four Continents team. Now Canada is keeping their second world spot TBA. So I'm thinking we're going to have a little skate off maybe at Four Continents to determine who that second spot goes to. And Roman Sadovsky was in 13th after the short program, finished 8th overall after finishing 5th in the free skate. Yeah. I'm glad that the guys that had the disappointing short programs were able to pull it together in the free skate. And that's what we always say. It's a two, you know, two program event, you know. So if you don't do well in the short, there's always the free. Um, Yeah, I, you know, Roman didn't want to be in eighth place, but I'm glad he was able to pull himself up a little bit. And again, Steven from 17th to fourth place. I mean, that's just incredible. Again, it's a two, you know, program event. So, you know, if it doesn't go well in the short, you can always come back in the free. Definitely, especially in the singles events. Mm -hmm. Uh, We saw this back at the 2018 Olympics when Nathan Chen pulled himself Mm -hmm. out of a very (laughs) low placement. I think it was 17th, 18th, and ended up finishing, I think, fifth after being first in the free skate. So... You never know what can happen. Don't uh, don't give up. Right. Well, moving on to pairs, despite still recovering from that viral infection, you know, it's been going on for eight weeks and she's got no voice, her poor voice. Deanna Stiletto Dudek won her first national title since winning the novice singles title in the U.S. in 1999. Oh, it's just so incredible for her. I know. <laughs> I remember her skating as a single skater. Yeah. Yeah. And we can't forget about Maxim Deschamps. He obviously won his first Canadian title since winning his junior title with one of his former com- um, partners in 2014. Uh, they will compete at Four Continents and Worlds, and hopefully Deanna will be, you know, feeling back to normal by then. Um, it's just so sad when they were talking to her and she's, her voice is totally gone. Um, but here she is 39 wins her first, um, Canadian title. Um, and in doing it and maybe not the best, you know, condition because she's still getting over this infection, but it's still impressive. So impressive. The 2022 Canadian Junior Champions, Brooke McIntosh and Benjamin Mimar, claimed the silver medal in their Senior Nationals debut. They will get to compete at the World Championships. Now, here we go about Leah Pereira. In her first season with Trent Machad, they won the bronze medal. Now, Leah competed in the Senior Women's event that day, that same day, because the way Skate Canada has their schedule, all of the senior short programs are one day and all of the senior freeze are the next day. So she had a few hours in between the women and the pairs event with the dance event in between women and pairs. 
Um, I did talk to her about that. I said, now, how do you, after the women's event, how do you now go and prepare for pairs? And she said, first, she was going to take a nap. And then second, she was just had to put it behind her. So she had to say, okay, the women's event is in the past. Now I'm focused on pairs. So she had to really like, okay, one's over, focus on another. Um, now if she did win a medal in the women's event, and the pairs event, I went to go and ask our friend Ryan Stevens when the last time this would, ha- you know, when the last time this happened. And my first thought when I messaged him is I said, if this has happened before, and Ryan was like, oh, yeah, it's happened before. And let me, I'll get the information. So, of course, he came through. The last time that someone meddled a Canadian woman in two disciplines was Cynthia Cool. And she meddled in women in pairs in 1983, 1984, and 1985. So that ty- that record kind of still holds because Leah was not able to medal in the singles event. Um, I want to thank Ryan Stevens for providing that fact to me. Um, I wanted it. I actually asked him for it during the short program. So, um, so glad he came through with that fact for me. Uh, Leah in Trent will compete at Four Continents and the World Championships. Now, Kelly Ann Lauren and Lucas Ether, um, the 2022 Skate America bronze medalists, were in third in the short program and finished a very close fourth to Pereira and Mashad and are assigned to Four Continents. Excellent. Well, the dance event. So, after Piper, Gillis, and Paul Poirier withdrew from Canadians, we all knew that the the battle for the goal was going to be between Laurence Fournier, Baudry, and Nikolai Sorensen, and Marjorie Lajoie and Zachary Laga. Well, it turns out it was exactly <laughs> what we were expecting. Even though Fournier, Baudry, and Sorensen had a bit of a lead after the rhythm dance, Lajoie and Laga came soaring back with and won the free dance. Actually, um. In the end, the top two spots were decided by point six. Lawrence and Nikolai took first in the rhythm dance, as I mentioned. Zachary and Marjorie won the free dance. So the results could have been a little bit different, Gina. Um, Zachary and Marjorie had a one-point deduction for an extended lift. However, Lawrence and Nick, um, they missed out on their final element which was a choreographic slide it was deemed a fall they got no points no goe for it so things would have been a little bit different mm-hmm. um in third um marie jade l'oreal and roman legac uh they won the bronze medal this is just their second canadian national championships they finished fifth last year mm-hmm. as a reminder they switched countries from france to canada and so they finished in third uh, Fournier, Beaudry, and Sorensen have been named to the world team along with Piper Gillis and Paul Poirier. And for four continents, it will be Gillis and Poirier, Fournier, Beaudry, and Sorensen, and Lajoie and Laga. We did want to mention that Synchro for the first time was included in the national championships, and Nexus won the senior Synchro <laughs> event. This is their 12th. Canadian title. 
Sounds a little bit familiar. We have a team in the U.S. that has won quite a few titles. Yeah. Uh, we'll be talking <laughs> a little bit about them um, at some point soon as the Synchro season is getting underway. Yes. But let's move on to Junior. Yes, because Junior happened at the beginning of the week for Canadians. And we'll start with the men. Edward Nicholas Vasai, who was in second after the short program, won the Junior men's title. Grayson Long, the leader after the short program, finished in fifth in the free skate to drop to second overall. Now, the comeback story of the junior men's event, now, just like the senior men, the junior men had a comeback here, was 2022 Canadian junior champion Anthony Pardis, who struggled in the short program and was was in 12th place heading into the free skate. He delivered the best free skate of the junior men's event to climb up nine positions to win the bronze medal. So, again, the men who, again, if you didn't have the best short program, you can still come back in the free skate. And here, he won a medal. So that was really cool for Anthony there. Along with Wesley, Edward, and Alexa Rekic, who finished in 12th in the senior men's event, will head to junior worlds. Well, moving on to the women... Hetty Shee won the junior women's title. She finished 13th earlier this season at the JGP Baltic Cup in Gdansk. Uh, in second place, Rose Thurl claimed the silver medal and Alexa Volkova won the bronze. And as we mentioned already, Kaya Ryder will be headed to Junior Worlds. Well, in the pairs event, Chloe Panetta and Kiernan Thasher won their first Canadian title by more than 20 points. Ava Kemp and Jotin Elzeroff, who withdrew from the Junior Grand Prix final due to Kemp spraining her ankle, they won the silver. And Martina Ariano-Kent and Alexis Leduc won the bronze. They have not competed internationally yet. Now the first and second place teams will head to Junior Worlds with Ashlyn Schmitz and Tristan Taylor who finished in fourth place. Um, they won junior. Um, they won bronze at the Junior Grand Prix at Riga Cup. And moving on to dance, Nadia Bashinska and Peter Beaumont continue this incredible season that they've had. They finished in first, 22 points ahead of the second place finishers to claim their national title. In second place, Sandrine Gautier and Quentin Theron won silver, and Haley Yu and Brendan Jang won the bronze. All three teams were named to Canada's World Junior Team. And just like in senior, Team Nexus also won the Junior Synchro title. Well, if you want to go back and watch anything from Skate Canada, again, all of this is in our show notes, so you can definitely check it out. But let's move on to the World University Games, which is still going on. Um, the women or the figure skating events are fi- have finished. I believe the exhibition is today when we're recording this. Well, moving on to the World University Games, the opening ceremony was Thursday night, and a couple things I want to mention about the opening ceremony: Nikolai. Mamala carried the flag for Team Italy. Oh, <laughs> he's had such a great season. Yes, we're going to talk about him in a little bit here. And then Ting Sui read the student athlete oath on behalf of all the athletes participating at the games. And then our friend Jordan Cowan of On Ice Perspectives was the on 
camera photographer. I saw him while I was watching the opening ceremony. And American Ice Theater performed. So there was a... Wonderful. Yeah, it was a really nice um, opening ceremony. I want to ask Jordan, though, the athletes walked out on the ice. Like, they're the parade of athletes was on the ice and everybody looked like they didn't weren't afraid of falling so i want to know how they did it if they really like shaved the ice down so it didn't you know feel like it was slippery or if they put something down i gotta ask him about that so when i see him in san jose i'm gonna ask him how that went down i know i'm looking forward to getting to see jordan Mm -hmm. I love U.S. championships. I know we've said it before on here. It's like a reunion. So we're just looking forward to getting to see our friends. Yes. Well, let's start off with the men's event. Japan's Soda Yamamoto continues a fantastic season and celebrated his 23rd birthday just last week. He won the silver medal at the Grand Prix final last month and had more than a 16-point lead heading into the free skate. In his free skate at the Winter World University Games, his only mistake was doubling his opening planned quad salcow. He won the event by 31 points. Mm -hmm. So incredible to see him back and having such a fantastic season. I think um, with Japan making that decision to put him on the world team, I think this further solidifies why he is is the candidate, even though he finished off the podium. Taking the silver medal was Tatsuya Saboy, the reigning world junior bronze medalist. And Italy's <laughs> Nikolai Memola, let's talk about a great <laughs> season, continues. He won the Junior Grand Prix final last month. He won the bronze here in Lake Placid. Man, I am... Yeah, there's not much left for him to... <laughs> accomplished like he's no he's having an incredible season as well so yeah yeah he took the bronze well moving on to the women before i go into the women just a reminder with the world university games these athletes are students they have to be enrolled in um a university college um and and are an active student so that's why you're seeing some of these athletes um in case you're wondering why well why did us send these athletes over certain athletes it's they have to be a student that's part of it so well in the women's event less than three points separated kaori sakamoto and mai mihara after the women's short program now i feel like it's all season it's going to be these two for the japan at least they're going <laughs> to be at it and like but kaori had the advantage after the short it was my that came out ahead in the free. She won her second consecutive World University Games gold medal. She won in 2019. There wasn't one um, in 2020, 2021 because of COVID. So, COVID. So, yes, but she is returning to the top spot there. Um, Kauri settled for the silver medal. Again, this rivalry between the two, I, I, I'm just enjoying it. I feel like we're going to, you know, see it again. Later this season, Korea's Yilim Kim won the bronze medal. She had some great skates there in Lake Placid. Team USA's Ting Sweet withdrew from the event following the short program. She posted on Instagram that she got COVID three weeks ago 
and has had difficulty training. She was hoping to push through, but she just couldn't. She's had breathing issues and absurd spikes in her heart rate and lightheadedness, she said. So she consulted with her coach and the doctor and decided to withdraw. She is planning to be at nationals and hopes to be a stronger competitor there. So wishing all the best to Ting and hopefully we will see her doing much better in San Jose. Well, in ice dance, the top four were separated by less than two points after the rhythm dance. But Lorraine McNamara and Anton Spiridonov, they were in first place by 0.40 over France's Marie Dupayage, Thomas Nebay. However, the French team won the free dance. The teams tied on PCS, but the higher TES achieved by Dupayage and Nebay got them the gold medal. Lorraine and Anton finished second. And France bookended the podium with Natasha Lagouge and Arnaud Kaffa taking the bronze. One thing that we wanted to mention is that PJ Kwong from Canada was the commentator on all the live streams. She was good, informative, especially on the technical side, and had positive things to say about every skater. And also Nathan Chen participated in the medal ceremony for Ice Dance on Saturday and the men on Sunday, giving out the stuffed moose mascot to all the medalists. And Paul Wiley, who is a skating director there, is hosting the Exhibition Gala, which is taking place while we're recording this podcast. Yes. Hopefully I can go back and watch that. I'm hoping I think you can, but that's cool. Well, Edusport Trophy took place this past weekend. USA's Junsoon Kim won the gold and got his TES minimums for four continents and worlds in his senior international debut. The rest of the results are in our show notes. Junsoo Kim posted one of the highest scores in the qualifying for U.S. Nationals this year, so it's not a surprise that he was sent out to get those minimums mm-hmm. because we're just not sure how those results will shake out at the U.S. Championships. Yeah. Norwegian Nationals took place this weekend, and as usual, links will be in the show notes. Now, Turkey Nationals took place December 23rd to the 25th, but the result was just shared earlier um, today, so we will post that link in our show notes. So we're going to talk a little bit of synchro. Um, I know the Neuchâtel Trophy took place in Switzerland. It's the first Challenger Series event for synchro for this season. Team Helsinki Rockets of Finland won the senior event, with Team Marigold Ice Unity, also from Finland, winning the silver. Team USA Skyliners, who are out of the skating club in New York, took the bronze. It's not uncommon to see the Rockets and Marigold Ice Unity at the top of a podium and duking it out because they're very competitive mm-hmm. in Finland. Yes. So in junior, Team Fantastic of Finland won the junior event with Team USA's Team Elite Junior out of Northbrook, Illinois, winning the silver, and Team Finland's Team Dream Edges Junior winning the bronze. Well, there was another synchro competition this weekend. Britannica Cup, which is a senior, junior, and advanced novice international for synchro, took place this weekend. Only one team in the senior event, and that was Team Icicle Senior from Great Britain. So, of course, they won there. 
In the junior event, Team DC Edge Jr. won the event, now they're from the U.S., with Team Sun City Swing Jr. from Finland winning the silver, and Team Starlights Jr. of the U.S. won the bronze. Now, both the U.S. teams were on the, on the podium at this event in 2020, so they must like Britannica Cup. Now, Daphne, I wanted to mention this to you. Starlight skates to the theme song of Stranger Things. <laughs> yes, and you know I love it. It's so great. I'm so glad that uh, teams are using different types of music. Um, I need to pay more attention to Synchro, and I think because of this podcast, I'm definitely going to be doing that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I want to watch a little bit more, and, and the synchro is just starting, so we have an opportunity to watch. Now, Team Aurora Borealis of Finland won the Advanced Novice event. Okay, so moving on to general skating news. Well, there was a pretty big announcement that was made. Um, Russia's anti-doping agency, Rosada, a disciplinary tribunal has found that while 15-year-old Camilla Valieva committed an anti-doping rule violation, she bore no fault or negligence for it. The World Anti-Doping Agency, of course, announced this on Friday morning. No sanction was imposed except for the disqualification of her results on the date the sample was collected, which was December 25th, 2021. So this affects her nationals results in Russia. It is considered very likely that WADA will appear the decision to the Court of Arbitration for Sport, which would then make a final decision on Valieva's punishment and eligibility to compete. We will include the links to the results as well as WADA's response in our show notes. So Japan's Yohana Yokoi has announced her retirement. It's in an article that's in English, and the link will be in our show notes. Skate Canada announced the passing of Wilf Langevin. Um, Wilf was the voice of Skate Canada at events across the country from 1966 to 1999. His contribution to the sport of figure skating went far beyond his role as an announcer he combined his interest in music, technology, and announcing to create a lasting legacy for the association, and he raised the level of professionalism to world-class standards. Langevin was inducted into the Skate Canada Hall of Fame in 2010. We express our condolences mm -hmm. to the family of Wilf Langevin and all of those who mourn him now. There was a Canadian press article by Lori Ewing on Kate, with Caitlin Weaver and Scott Moyer. Um, it's about Skate Canada's policy um, regarding the gender for pairs and dance. Uh, Canada is going to push for an international rule change at the next ISU Congress in 2024. I am glad to hear that Canada wants to be the ones to push this through because we kept saying, who is going to be next? Will the ISU follow through? And I'm glad to hear that Canada is willing to take the charge to hopefully make change. So that was a really good article, um, hearing what Caitlin and Scott had to say about this. Yes, definitely. It makes a lot of sense. The points that they brought up in the article, um, they make a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. 
So I'm glad that there is an organization that's not going to stop just at the national level. They're going to take it Mm -hmm. to the next level, Mm -hmm. which is the ISU. So Skate Canada unveiled the brand identity and logo for the ISU World Figure Skating Championships that will take place in 2024 in Montreal. Remember, (laughs) we were supposed to go there. For Worlds in 2020, we did not get to yeah, go. Yeah, I still have my Worlds 2020 stuff over here in my office. Me too. You gotta have some just because, you know what? The Worlds, that wasn't. Um, so the logo um, and identity is inspired by the Aurora Borealis. The brand identity for the championships reflects the natural beauty of Canada. And the logo, the logo contains four blades and is meant to signify the four skating events at the world championships men women pairs and ice dance and the four stars pay homage to the four seasons that each bring their own look feel and diversity to the different regions and seasons of the country of canada yeah i like it i like that it's different from the what they were going to have for 2020 so um, yeah, and hoping we will be in Montreal next that year. That would be fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> well, the ISU Skating Awards show, which will take place in Switzerland on February fifth, in collaboration with Art on Ice, will be presented by Johnny Weir and Elma Schmidt. Oh yeah, um, Gina Elma Schmidt. She is a South African sports journalist, TV presenter. Oh, I'm okay. interested to see how they play off each other. Yes. So Stars on Ice announced its U.S. tour. It opens May 20th in Anaheim with stops in Seattle, Palm Springs in a brand new arena, Chicago, Baltimore, Boston, and Hershey. More shows will be added soon. I still wish they would come back to Portland. I know we um, in our area we miss having Stars mm-hmm. on Ice. They used to end the tour in Portland every year, um, and it's been it's it's been a while. I was really intrigued, though, by this cast. Mm-hmm. Nathan Chen, Kurt Browning, Alexa Kinnearman, Brandon Frazier, Madison Chalk and Evan Bates, Piper Gillis and Paul Poirier, Jason Brown, Satoko Miyahara, mm-hmm. Ilya Malinin, and Isabel Levito. It's yeah. pretty amazing to get this international feel for this cast. Um, yeah. I'm excited to have Gillis and Poirier as... as um, part of it, as well as Satoko Miyahara. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's nice that there's going to be some international skaters because it's been just, you know, here in the U.S., just the U.S. skaters. Now, I know there's not that many stops, and with it not being an Olympic year, it's probably not going to have as many stops as it did last year. But hopefully more shows will be added soon. I saw Hershey on there, so I'm happy I can still go to one in driving distance. And I like taking the drive down to the chocolate world um, of Hershey. So, um, but yeah, hopefully more shows will be added so people can see this because I'm excited for this uh, cast. So moving on to recent articles and interviews. Um, International Figure Skating Magazine did a story about Ashley Wagner and her engagement to her boyfriend, Alex Clark. Congratulations, Ashley. Mm -hmm. Very happy for you and wish you the best. Well, Star Andrews visited San Jose, California on January 11th to help promote nationals. And there is a video interview she did with the NBC station in San Jose. 
So, U.S. figure skating fan zone did an article or interview with Vanessa Pham and Jonathan Rogers. Talks about their partnership and their um, results so far. Well, the Northern Virginia Magazine did an article about Ilya Mullinen and how he was only 17 when he did what no figure skater in history has done before, which is land a quad axle in competition. Lois Elfman also did an article for Falls Church News Press Online about Ilya Mullinen. That was back on January 5th. Michael G aims to compete like he practices at the U.S. Championship, was the subject of a U.S. figure skating fan zone article. Luca Broussard also was the subject of a U.S. figure skating fan zone article. It was about his season after injury and illness. And Bemidji figure skater Ren Warren Jacobson was the subject of an article by the Bemidji Pioneer. Um... Ren is a 19-year-old skater who has competed at the U.S. Championships and had the opportunity to compete at last week's World University Games. Well, moving on to our social media updates, both Kayla Smith and Andy Dang posted on their Instagram accounts that they have ended their partnership. Now, the two just won the bronze medal at the Junior Grand Prix Final, and they were the favorites to win the title in the Junior Pairs event. I was so shocked and saddened to see this news, Daphne. Um, Kayla said she will focus on her singles career. She did qualify for the development camp as a single skater. Um, she's going to be searching for a new partner. Andy said he would be searching for a new partner as well. I was just so upset when I saw this because I was like, oh my God, the title was in your grasp and you could have gone to Junior Worlds, but... Um, wishing them both the best in their future endeavors within the sport. Well, remember, Gina, during our Paris conversation that we had with Megan Duhamel and Claire Cloutier, sometimes it just doesn't work, and mm -hmm. it appears that this is a situation that even with success, the partnership was not working, so they mm -hmm. ended it. Yeah. So one thing that was shared on social media this past week Midori Ito is 52 years old and she's still attempting axles yeah she has quite a few videos on her Instagram page where she's skating does it looks like you know nothing has changed just great well Mitsuki Samoto has announced his retirement from competitive skating he posted that on his Twitter um, account well, moving on to upcoming events for the week. Again, even though we're kind of slowing down and just have some of the big ISU championships left for figure skating, Synchro is just gearing up. And so the ISU Synchronized Challenger Series continues with the Mozart Cup in Salzburg, Austria. It's going to take place from January 19th through the 21st. Team Hayden Nats out of the skating club of Boston and team Miami university will compete with the Canadian champions team Nexus in the senior event. Mm. The Hayden Nats 
I've lost track of how many national championships they've won. And Miami University is another team that's always on the podium or Mm -hmm. almost always on the podium at the U.S. championships and on occasion has defeated the Hayden Nets. So that looks to be a pretty amazing senior event at the Mozart Cup. In the junior event, Team Lexettes out of Skating Club of Boston and Team Skyliners out of the Skating Club of New York and the 2022 World Junior Synchro Silver Medalist will represent Team USA at the Mozart Cup. And that brings us to the end of our content. Gina, can you let folks know where they can find us? You can find us at our website. It's thisweekinskating.com. On social media, Twitter at thiswkinskating. And Facebook and Instagram, it's thisweekinskating. We love your feedback or your questions. Again, let me know what you think of that 80s rhythm dance for next season. You can reach out on social media or you can email us at thisweekinskating at gmail.com. We appreciate the support we've received via email and social media. It's been great. Please keep it coming. It helps us steer the ship when it comes to where our podcast goes. We've been doing this for about uh, eight and a half months now, so we're excited to continue. Uh, in May, it will be the one-year mark, so we'll definitely be looking back <laughs> at the the whole year in uh, how we've grown. Mm-hmm. Well, Daphne, we want to share some of the comments we've been receiving. We received quite a bit on Figure Skating Universe. One from Mountain Skater, and that person wrote, I subscribe to This Week in Skating through Apple Podcasts. Every week, the new episode shows up in my library, and I eagerly listen to it. Many thanks for putting this together, Daphne and Gina. I really enjoy your interviews, too. Now, they also said I like the Polina podcast and Santee on Skates. Chalk and Bates don't seem to be updating theirs much this season. Uh, They may be a little bit busy, but... And I'm no longer listening to the skating lesson. Glad there's an upbeat and informative alternative. Well, Ross High says, bumping up this thread to say that I really enjoyed the pairs panel with Megan Duhamel and Claire Cloutier. Some really good ideas are raised, so I hope someone at USFS, Skate Canada, etc. are listening. I don't know Megan's exact situation, but I think she would be a really interesting and informed voice in federation leadership Mm -hmm. i agree on that one definitely she's got a lot of ideas and a lot of knowledge and she would be a wonderful asset to federation leadership definitely frau Mueller also wrote i was also fascinated by the current special episode interviewing skating historian ryan stevens who created and prepares the skate guard blog and just paul published the monumental almanac of Canadian figure skating. And that was another great episode we had. Glad you guys enjoyed that one. Um, Ryan is such a wealth of knowledge when it comes to the history of our sport. And he's such a wonderful asset that he's able to bring us that information, some that he has to go back years and before there was even the internet to find out that stuff. So, Yeah, it's incredible what Ryan is bringing to the sport by helping us focus on mm-hmm. what's happened in the past. 
So Gail Duffy on Twitter says, a little late getting to it, but very much enjoyed this. She's talking about the Ryan Stevens episode. Mm-hmm. And while the Cutting Edge podcast, which I have to listen to the Cutting Edge podcast, wrote regarding our looking back at 2022 episode, and that person wrote, totally forgot about Gracie's short program at Nationals. Definitely a great moment. That was one of my favorite moments that I shared. And so, yeah, I think sometimes we even mentioned we probably missed some you know, great moments in there because we were just going off our heads and we didn't write things down as we were watching things in 2022, which we'll try to do a better yes, job of that. We will. For 2023. Yes. So we like to end every episode with a little spotlight on what's going on at our respective websites. Over at IDC, we have an interview with Matteo Zani. He has been very successful this season with his students. Um, I also have photos from Melanie from Canadians and our nationals hop for the U S championship should be up by the end of the week. Gina, what's going on at FSO Canadians over at FSO Canadian recap and Canadian photos will be there. And the FSO's U S nationals hub will be up this week as well. And hopefully we'll have a few more pre nationals articles. Some of the writers are working on connecting with some of the skaters that are heading to San Jose. Our next episode for this week in skating will be our preview of the U S championships. And that will be out over the weekend sometime this next weekend. Yes. Things are going to be a little bit different the next week. It, week week and week and a half. Yeah. Because Daphne leaves for San Jose less than a week and I leave in like 10 days so we're going to be on different coasts for a couple days until we're together and we're going to try to do a podcast or something in San Jose we'll try to make something work we're bringing our equipment so yeah so just stay tuned to social media for updates and you know if we miss some news things we will definitely share it on social media Yes, I'm excited to go a little bit early. I missed a trip that I was supposed to take to San Francisco due to being in the hospital. So I'm going a couple days early so I can hang out with some friends that I didn't get to see then. And then Gina and I, as well as Melanie and Robin Jordan, will all be there <laughs> um, together. So we're we're just looking forward to getting to just being together and yes. uh, getting to... Enjoy some great skating and cover the sport. Um, hopefully we'll do some interviews while we're there too. We have big plans, but that <laughs> Nationals Week just goes so fast. And maybe we'll see some of you there. So if you see us, be sure to say hello. We'd love to meet anyone who's listening yes. to our podcast. We're excited that uh, our listener base continues to grow. Mm-hmm. So... With that, we've reached the end of our episode. Thanks for listening. I'm Daphne. And I'm Gina. And you've been listening to This Week in Skating. Have a great week! <laughs>